You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 14 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today is Suze Gilbert. How are you, hey, Suze? I'm well. How are you, Elisa? Good. Unfortunately, Vicki Stokes, our third geeky lady, was unable to join us today. She had a lot of work commitments, and of course, those take preference. So today it'll just be Suze and I. How was your Thanksgiving? It was very quiet and very nice. Lots of turkey. I make a champagne turkey every year. I do this I do this champagne turkey with a herbed croissant stuffing, and it takes quite a while. So it's worth it, though, in the end, because you make a champagne gravy to go over it. Stuffing sounds good. I don't eat turkey. I didn't have any. Oh, I do eat a little poultry, but I, that's the only um, animal I eat. And fish. I just eat fish and poultry, I should say. That's it. Yeah. I'll eat chicken, but I don't know. Not turkey. So I eat the cranberry sauce, the stuffing, the sweet potatoes. So was it cold in New York or was it pretty warm on Thanksgiving? It was, I don't remember now. It was probably in the 40s. I don't remember now exactly. That's not bad. But it was in the 40s. Like right now it's 39 degrees as we record, a little bit overcast. Um, It's chilly. Yesterday was really cold. I don't miss that, Elisa. I, I like Dallas. We have the leaves. I just told you we had we have peak color right now, and it's in the seventies. It's just a gorgeous day. So all the trees are, you know, like a vermilion and yellow. It's uh, it's a painter's paradise here. And as I said, we have no leaves. <laughs> yes, we have empty trees. And if you look at the sky, it looks like it might snow. It's not really supposed to. Any snow that they're talking about in the future for this week is just that annoyance snow. The you know the little nuisance and the. My kids have to scrape frost off their cars in the morning. But otherwise, it's, it really hasn't been that bad of a fall, temperature-wise. It's been I couldn't, I, I couldn't go back to snow. I'm a wimp now. No. no I, I don't like it either. I'm a summer person. Just give me the pool and the nice hot sun and my Kindle. And, and your new iPad 4. And my new iPad 4 which kind of brings us into the topic this week. We were going to talk about shopping since it is now um, after the Black Friday. Today actually is Cyber Monday, and I haven't haven't gone online yet to, uh, to buy anything, but the day is still young. Oh, no, actually, that's not true. That's not true. I just bought a iPad case on Amazon. And which one, did, for. which one did you buy? I ended up buying a Kensington case that has the built-in Bluetooth keyboard. Mm -hmm. It's a removable keyboard, I believe. It's attached by magnets. So they had a really good price. It was supposed to be $100 regular price, which I don't know if that's really the actual price, but that's what it said. It was listed for $40, and there was a lightning deal sale for $35. I said, got to get it. That's not bad because the Dexam case that, you know, I've reviewed in the past on Pocket Size Podcast and I've talked about it on Three Geeky Ladies, I love that that portfolio and uh, Bluetooth keyboard case. It's called the iBlue K. They run about $100. So for you to get that for that price, you know, any type of Bluetooth keyboard, that's a really great deal. 
Yeah. And it had four to five stars, a lot of positive yeah. reviews. So, I mean, if it only had two or three, I probably would have just passed on it. Well, I think it's really interesting that people um, are purchasing Bluetooth keyboards for their iPads because they're using it really almost like a laptop. You know, I, I think there's something very satisfying uh, tactile-wise about actually typing on a keyboard. You know, it's I, I find for some reason it just puts me in a different state of mind. Like if I'm working on a review or typing a letter, I like to type on a keyboard. I don't mind the touchscreen at all. I, I love the touchscreen. But I don't know. It just When you prop your iPad up, it's more like a laptop experience. Right. <laughs> that right. sounds strange, but mentally it works for me. So It'll be interesting because I've done all my reviews for MyMac.com on um, my laptop. So it'll be interesting to see if I start moving a little bit over to the iPad. This one, I'm replacing my original iPad. It's like night and day. Oh, it the, is so much faster. The screen, too. The screen is brilliant. Um, I, the reason why I ended up getting it is my, my husband and I said no gifts this year because we're taking an eight-day cruise next May. And we said, well, we'll just put the money towards that, and that'll be that. But I had a feeling he was planning on getting me an iPad just just the way his reaction would be when I say, I really need a new iPad. <laughs> so Friday morning, on Black Friday, I went to the Apple website to see what they had for their sale, figuring it's going to be no big deal. It's going to be speakers, headphones, cases, nothing, nothing special. And I was floored when I saw they had MacBook Pros and the iPads on discount, about 10% off. I was floored. So I, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm texting him at work. You're never going to believe this. Guess what? So he said, well, how much is it? So I texted him back, told him. The phone rings. I knew it was him. So he goes, okay, which one do you want? I said, yes. He <laughs> goes, no, no, no. Which one do you want? I said, yes. <laughs> I want both. I want the MacBook Pro because I do need a new computer. And I want the iPad. Which one do you want? I said, okay, I'll go for the lesser expensive. I'll take the iPad. And I went down to the local Apple store a couple hours later, and then they had this express line. I walked up to somebody, and I said, who do I talk to about getting an iPad? And she said, do you know what you want? I said, yeah. And she goes, just go over there to the express line. And they had a table set up with three people working, and behind them was the counter. And they had stacked up uh, MacBook Airs. Uh, let me see, iPod Touches, I'm not sure about iPhones, but they had iPad Minis and iPads. And I just went up there and I said, I want a 64 gig, black, Wi-Fi only iPad. Okay, they grabbed it, double checked it to make sure it was the one I wanted, scanned it, I paid for it, out the door I went. I was probably in there about 10 minutes. You know, I just wish other companies and other stores could look at the way that Apple does that. It's really hassle-free. That's why I love going into the Apple store to buy stuff. Even though I do order things off of the app, you know, I'll go through the Apple store either on the Mac or the iPad app, but they just have it so streamlined. You know, when I think I told you that in San Antonio, uh, somebody tried to cut in line and somebody else pulled a gun on them. I mean, really? But how, if you know like if you had like for Apple, they know that the people are going to be coming in and buying the iPhones and the iPads. So to at least have all the stock ready, which is great. I know you can't do that with a conventional store, say for instance, like you know Kmart or uh, Target or something. But you would think that they would have 
extra help during the holidays, especially on Black Friday. I know that like in the grocery stores, example, for example, too, you know, before a holiday, it's crazy. Why not have portable um, aisles? I know some of them in uh, Tucson, there were some stores that did that. They actually had um, purchased extra registers and they had just kind of like a, you know, like a very temporary aisle set up. That would be great. I, I love the way Apple does that, though. You just, you know, you go in, you know what you want. And I'm finding that I think the longer you've been an Apple fan or a person or a user, you you know exactly what you want. You go in, and that's what you want. When my husband and I were looking at um, the iMacs last week, we went into the Apple store, and we know exactly which one we want. They just didn't have it. So I'm hoping the iMacs come in pretty soon. I think it's probably December they'll be coming in. Yeah, I've seen uh, people have been talking about that. Yeah. You, not having them in stock. No, it's a little upsetting. They have the older model. And what's interesting is that the, the question that I had for the Apple salesperson was why is the older model more expensive than the new model? The new model is actually a little less expensive. And he said, well, I said, what would preclude somebody from purchasing the model that you have here rather than the new model? He said, well, you can't get the older model. He said, that's just for show only. He said, you'd have to purchase it through um, at the Apple store through their, ref, you know, their refurb department. So you can't even buy them anymore. And all of those that are in the Apple stores right now, from what he sit, stated, they will be shipped back to Apple when the new ones come in. So, but the new one, it looks beautiful. Oh, it's just, it's, it's just amazing how thin it is. I don't know how I'm going to feel, not feel without a, you know, a, a DVD slash CD, but I'll live with it. That's, that's almost a deal breaker for me. Because really? unlike a lot of people, I watch DVDs on my computer. Really? Yeah, I do. And I still burn CDs. And I think it's because in my car, my car's a 2003. So I don't have an iPad, uh, I'm sorry, an iPod or an iPhone hookup that I can just plug in my phone and listen to my MP3s that way. So I just burn everything onto a CD. Like when I, if I buy an album off of iTunes or Amazon, I'll burn it onto a CD as a backup, but also to listen to my car. But see, I also, I have um, a convertible that I don't have a USB. It's not, you know, US, it doesn't have a USB in it. So, yes, I do listen to CDs in there. However, um, I there's an FM transmitter that you can purchase that, sh- that you can hook up your iPad. Uh, excuse me. Well, you can hook up your iPad, but I'm thinking more of your iPod or your iPhone. So if you throw your tunes on your iPhone or your iPod, you just use the FM transmitter. The only caveat with that is that if you have a, uh, a, you know, is static, you know, if you don't have a really good station, you want to make sure it's on a really strong station. Yeah, so. I did that a number of years ago. And when I had a uh, second gen iPod mm-hmm. with, a, with a, what was it, a scroll wheel, and I had the FM, I had like a Griffin. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly what they called it, but it was a, the FM converter. And it, like you said, if you have, we have a lot of radio stations here. So getting a clear signal was tough. Yeah. And then if you drove more than 20 miles, you'd lose the signal. Yeah. So. There's another kit you can buy if you have a, ta- I don't have a tape deck in mine, but if you have a tape deck, um, I know in my husband's Murano, um, he doesn't have a USB in there, but we've used that is basically it's a tape that you put into your cassette deck and you hook it up to your iPod pod or your iphone and that's how we listen to you know playlists during that so yeah. i mean there are ways of getting around not having a usb but 
no tape deck here. I mean, sometimes I'll bring a speaker. I'll attach a speaker. But a lot of times what happens, especially in the summer when I have the windows open, you can't hear. No. No, you can't. So... That's why I still like to have my CD burner. I don't know. uh, When it's time for me to replace this computer, I'll probably end up with a MacBook Pro. So it won't even matter. I won't be getting the Retina one. I just want the plain one is fine. Well, you know, that's why I was really surprised with the iPad mini. They didn't put the Retina display in there. The only thing I can think of is that they have a bunch of stuff that they are planning for the iPad mini too. And one of those, of course, will be the Retina display. But I'm really surprised they didn't put it in there from the get-go because, you know, the iPhones have had it, um, what, for two, two generations, three generations. Did the iPhone 4 have the retinal display? I don't think I so. Don't, I think, I think it was the, the 4S. 4S. I have the 4S and it has the retina display. Yeah. So I'm just surprised that they didn't. I think that was, um, I don't think that was really nice to do. I, I don't, <laughs> I just don't think that is because, you know, you can tell Elisa, you know, my, like my husband has the iPad too. And so does my son. And it, it makes a huge difference, that retinal display. I know some people might say, well, I don't see the difference. But you know, especially where I, I'm a photographer and I use it a lot for processing photographs, you really can tell. Everything is just so clear and, um, I don't know, it's, it's beautiful on that retinal display. I just love the, the sharpness of, of the icons. And um, you know, when you go to different sites, I don't know, I like it. So that that would be a deal breaker for me with the iPad mini is not having the retina display. Well, I couldn't open the box until Saturday because I had a ton of things to do in the afternoon. And then I was having companies Friday night and they didn't leave till about 1030. And I knew if I had an hour in the afternoon to open it, there was no way I wanted to just open it and say, oh, company's here and put, the, put it down. So I just said, you know, I'm not even going to open it. I'm not even going to take it. I'm not even going to break the seal. And I did that on Saturday. And like I basically have not put it down since. You know, it's really funny because my husband had been really reluctant to purchase an iPhone. Um, at the, his, his, his work, um, everybody uses, or they did, I should say, use Blackberries. And he was really addicted to his Crackberry. And he said, I could never use an iPhone, Suze, because it doesn't have the keyboard. You know, I really like that QWERTY, you know, little keyboard. So I'm thinking, all right. So finally he got an iPhone 5. He had had it with the new BlackBerry. It was lousy on the battery. It was just, it would just drop calls. Um, The photographs were terrible. You know, he showed me some of the photos he had taken with this BlackBerry. And this was the brand new one. I think he had the torch. Um, So he finally said, okay, you know, his company said, you know, if it, shows up in the catalog, you can get it. And the iPhone 5 is in the catalog. So he purchased the iPhone 5. He hasn't put it down. Now, this is the man that used to tell me how addicted I was to my iPhone. And he used to ask to use my iPhone. I said, do I have to give it to you, really? And he can't put his iPhone down. So I just think it's very humorous. And, you know, he's doing just fine with a touch, you know, with the touch screen. You get used to it. You know, we're thumb typers because we text a lot. And you get used to it. My husband was the same way. I mean, for, I kept saying to him, get an iPhone, get an iPhone. I don't need it. He had the Motorola Razor. That's fine. I can text on this. I'm like, yeah. And he, plus he kept breaking phones. So earlier this year when I went to the Apple store to get my 4S, the, 3, the 3GS was free. And he was eligible for an upgrade. And I called him and said, I'm getting you the iPhone. It's free. You will like it. 
and now he it's he constantly has it. And one of the things that I told him is I said, once I get my iPad set up and everything is good, I'm going to wipe out the original, restore it to factory settings, and give it to you. And he's like, oh, joy. You know, he's not a technology person. He doesn't really care. But I said to him, once you start using it, you're going to wonder how you went all this time without it. And he goes, yeah, you're probably right. Oh, I agree. My husband didn't want an iPad, but I had already, I had, I had purchased one with the iPad 2 because I waited. I waited a whole year, believe it or not. I can't believe that's the longest I've ever had to wait for something besides my children. Um, <laughs> I had to wait a whole year for the iPad 2 because I really wanted that camera. You know, that was a deal breaker for me with the iPad 1 because I knew they were going to put a camera in the iPad 2. That was what, like one of the first rumors that came out too, and I knew that. So I was in France, though, at the time when it came out. So I ordered it, and when it came out, it had originally, I think the first – you know, I ordered immediately and it was two to three weeks and then it got put, it got put back. Um, I think it was two to four weeks and there was a shortage of them at that. I don't know if you remember that. So I ended up finding one at target. And then when the other one did come in, I gave it to my husband and he said, no, I really don't want it. I said, well, just try it out. He never put it down. He never put it down. Mm-hmm. You know, he would, I bought him a flight simulator game that he loved. There was this spy, uh, space shuttle game that, um, so I can't remember if this is called F-SIM, but anyway, he liked that. He liked the fact that he could read the newspapers and magazines on it. So that's been a really good thing for him. So I, I don't know. You know, my mother-in-law, it was really interesting because when, when I was in Maine in October, she looked at me and she said, are you always on your iPad? She said, what do you do on it? And I said, well, geez, mom, I read books on it. I paint on it. I do drawings. Um, I take notes on it. I stream movies through it. I check my emails. I FaceTime with my son. Uh, I shop on it. I do everything on it. That's why I never use a laptop anymore. I did a whole, you know, a a slide presentation on it through Keynote. There's not hardly anything I don't do on my iPad. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. So now that we've talked about our shopping... (laughs) We want to spend a little bit of time helping you with your shopping. One of the places, well, actually, I've got two websites that I like to go to. If I'm going to make purchases online, before I go to the website, there's two websites I like to check first. One is called ebates.com. Now, visualize ebates like your local shopping mall. Um, Say it's just called, um, you know, Paramus Mall. Inside of Paramus Mall is Macy's and Penny's and Sears and, you know, Aeropostale and Claire's, et cetera, et cetera. So you have all those different stores. That's the way Ebates is. Ebates is basically the shopping mall, and inside of Ebates are all these different stores. And what you do is you sign up, and it's free. And what you can do is you click on um, a store that participates with Ebates. So... For example, they have them set. They have them separate into appliances and books and magazines and clothing and computers. Or you can just look at an alphabetized list. So let's say you want to look at Toys R Us. I'm looking at it right now. If you click on Toys R Us, it's going to bring you to the Toys R Us website, just like you would normally go directly. The difference being, if you went through Ebates, once you're done with your purchase, they're going to give you back six percent into your account. Now, the percentages change for each store. 
Uh, yesterday, I bought something at Lancome, 14% back. A lot of times I get magazines through them, 26% back. Right now, something is showing on the screen. Walmart normally gives 1% back. Today, they're giving back 5%. Macy's is usually 3% today for Cyber Monday, 6%. So you're doing your regular shopping as you normally would, except just the fact that you're going through Ebates is giving you basically a rebate. And what it does is um, you have to accumulate $5. And uh, usually two to three times a year, they'll send you an email saying, hey, your big fat check is on its way. Alicia, you're such a good shopper. I'm such a terrible shopper. <laughs> well, I got an email, was it the end of October, the beginning of November? I forget exactly. But I had something like $8 and change coming to me. And they emailed me and they said, we can either mail you a check for the $8, or if you want to take it as an Amazon credit, we'll throw an extra dollar in and we'll give you $9. I said, okay, throw it on Amazon. Oh, yeah. And that's what they did. They sent me, they, basically, they sent me a, a redemption code. And then I just put that on my account and I got the $9. And I was like, I, I buy, you know, a lot of music on Amazon. I buy, you know, a lot of things on Amazon. It wasn't going to go to waste. So Ebates is a really good is a really good place. The other place that you can go to that's similar is called My Points. Now, the difference with this is with My Points, it's the same idea where My Points is the, the is, is like the shopping mall, and the stores are on the inside. But you get points per dollar. So if you click on a, a particular store, you might get three points for every dollar that you spend. Once you accumulate enough points, you exchange those for gift cards. Hmm. Plus, what they also do is is when you sign up, they send you emails, and it will say something like, um, you know, read this email, get five points, purchase something from this vendor, get 2,000 points. You don't have to obviously buy everything that they send you. You click on it, you get your five points, you close it, you move on. But there's been times that I have bought things. Sometimes, like I said, I've bought Lancome through them. Because the deal was better on my points than it was on Ebates. And they give you, um, you can turn around and get 10, 20, or fi- no, it's 10, 25, or $50 gift cards, depending on how many points you've accumulated. And it's for every- CVS, Macy's, Walmart, Panera, Home Depot, Macaroni Grill. I mean, it's... Well, Home Depot, Home Depot, we spend a lot at Home Depot. Yeah. And I... You know, the thing is, is that I'm not, I used to be a clothes horse years and years ago, but I don't know, after art school, there's like before art school and after art school and I paint a lot. So I, I'm just not that much of a clothes horse that much anymore, except when we, you know, when I go out, dress up to go out. But I find that if there was a photography store or an art supply store, I mean, I could be in there for hours. I'm usually in the hardware store for hours and my husband loves that fact because I never hurry him out at Home Depot or um, like Ace Hardware we have here because I'm always finding something to incorporate, you know, uh, that I can figure out with printmaking or with a sculpture or something. I don't know. I think it's great for people if they want to use those Ebates. I, the, I think the only thing I would probably use, I think, would be Target and Home Depot. And I, they don't have groceries, though. I wish there was some... I wish there was a way that somebody would connect with that because I think people, if you look at how much they spend a month, I mean, food, of course, is probably their largest expenditure. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a rebate back from all the groceries that you buy? You know, that would be nice. We'd be rich. 
Pardon? Yeah, we'd be rich. Well, not even rich, but you know, it'd be it would be nice if they had like Trader Joe's or something on there because we usually go up and do a until they put our Trader Joe's in here next year. Um, you know, we go up once a month and we do a big you know stock up. Mm-hmm. But but that's a good one though. I'll have to definitely look at that one. Yeah. So between Ebates and my points, it's worth it's worth taking a look because, like I said, it's free. So you're not you're not. It's not like you have to spend twenty dollars or fifty dollars a year to join. They're totally free. You're shopping anyway. If it costs, if the item that you wanted was a hundred dollars, if you went to the website directly, it's still going to cost you a hundred dollars. Now, do they have LL Bean on there too? Do they have some of the more catalog uh, like glands in yes, LL Bean? Um, yep. Um, let's see. I'm looking at Ebates right now, and I'm looking at the alphabetized, because I know I've ordered through L.L. Bean before this way. And sometimes stores come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Lancome. L.L. Bean is 2% back. Okay. Land's End is 8% back. So basically, instead of going to the mall, the local mall, you can just get it online and get get points for it. And I've done that. We have an L.L. Bean close by. And I've, I've done that. Like my husband likes to wear the white polo shirts. Mm-hmm. I don't need to look at them. I know what they look like. I know what size he wears. They have free shipping. So I sit in front of the computer and I go on um, Ebates, go to L.L. Bean, buy the shirt because I'm paying the same amount of money. And if there's any kind of a deal, I think they're running a deal now. Is it you spend $50, they give you a $10 gift card at L.L. Bean? Yeah, maybe That's, free shipping too. They do do a lot yeah, of free shipping. Free, well, that 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 um, promotion that they're doing in the store is also online, and what they do is because I did this last year too, and they just sent me a a code that I could either use online in a future purpose purchase, or I could just bring to the store, and they would apply it at the cash register at the store. So that's that's how I do to save you know a little bit of money here and there. <laughs> Well, might as well. Absolutely. Well, the one I going along that same line, there is an app called um, Coffee Table, and it's a free app for your iPad and your iPhone or your iPod Touch. And basically, what it allows you to do is to search and purchase things through the catalog. So at this time of year, I'm sure everybody's mailbox is full of catalogs, and half the time you don't even look at them or you just quickly look at them and you just don't want them accumulating. But this is really nice. They have a lot of different types of catalogs. They have, you know, Kohl's and L.L. Bean and Land's Inn and Nordstrom's and um, they have Dell, you know, if I, I can't even, but the, is Dell still in business? But or maybe, <laughs> but they have the Burpee catalog. Now for me, that there's nothing I like better than the burpee catalog because I just love we love plants and gardening. So they have they offer that and when you start to they have they have it all um categorized as well. So there's food and wine and health and beauty and home and garden, blah blah blah. But when you start to go through some of these catalogs and basically they're a, facil- a facsimile of the actual catalog. So you're looking at the actual catalog from this particular company. And if you like it, if you like something, they have a little icon. So when you load in your uh, your catalog that you're looking at, if you want to purchase something, they have a little icon that's a hand with, you know, like a uh, some little lines radiating it from it, like you're going to push something. And it, allow, it brings you up to this window, a pop-up window that you can purchase that item. And it also has an icon on the top right-hand 
um, corner that is your shopping cart. So it's just a really nice way to just sit. It's another, as we say, time suck, you know, on your iPad. Mm-hmm. But it's a nice way to be able to order something from your lap. So they have paper source, which is a wonderful, um, just another another wonderful company. So I think uh, for a free app, I think it's really well done. It's very easy to use. And it um, prevents you from having 20 million catalogs in your mailbox. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see some of those stores that, like, we don't have a Nordstrom's around us. So it's nice to be able to see the things yeah, and there's, they have on sale. and there's some catalogs that I, I have never received before that are interesting, like this Wisteria. It's kind of like, um, you know, like a home furnishings. So, so that one is called Coffee Table. Nice. Yep. So let's say you're at the store. You're, at, you're not shopping online. You're on the physical store. You see an item you like. Maybe it's a, a Keurig coffee maker, and it's on sale. But you don't know if that's really the best price out there. Sounds like a good price, but you really don't know. So what do you do? You pull out your price check by Amazon app. Amazon app. And what you do is you have a couple of different options. You can, there's, you can scan it. You can, so what you do is you find the box and you can scan the UPC barcode. Or you can take a picture of it. Or there's a little microphone button where you can say the name of the item that you're looking for. So, for example, I did a Keurig. Or you can actually type in and do a search. And it will come up, Keurig B60 Special Edition, and you click on it. And it tells you that on Amazon, it starts at $135. It gives you a list then of other places where you can purchase it, plus shipping. So these are mostly online stores. But it will also give you reviews. Do people like this particular product or not? Um, I also have here, let's see, a hard drive I was looking at. It gives you a new and used button. So if you want to buy a used option instead of the new. And let's see, uh, this one is a one terabyte USB backup drive. And it has the customer reviews. And other options that people bought, just like on Amazon. So I've used this a couple of times and ended up not buying something in the store when I found out that other places had it for less money. And it's free. And it works for the iPhone, the iPad, and the iPod Touch. And you just need iOS 3.2 or later. Now, does it reads QR codes as well? It reads the UPC. Just the UPC. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're at Target and you mm-hmm. wonder, if, is this the best price? Mm-hmm. Can I get it cheaper somewhere else? That's when you pull that out and start checking. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, you've heard of Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And that's another, um, it's, it's really interesting because I think when that Pinterest first came out on, as, as an app and, uh, of course, online, is that a lot of women just really took to it. But then a lot of men, I found a lot of male artists that I'm friends with were having pinning boards. And what Pinterest basically is, is that you have boards of things that you like or you see on other people's boards and you pin it. So basically you pin it to like a, it's like a virtual cork board and you can categorize them. You can say, you know, stuff that inspires me or, you know, my foods that, you know, I want to make sometime. And you, you can have a whole variety of stuff. You know, guys might say, you know, they might be into antique tools and have, um, a whole pin board just full of photos of, 
uh, antique tools. Well, there's an app that kind of is very similar, but it's different. It's called um, Wanilo, which is the first two words of want, need, and love. And this reminds me of Pinterest in some ways. Because when you open up this app, and again, I'm just, you know, I'm not even doing shopping apps. I'm just giving Time Suck apps, just to let you know. This is a free app. And it loads in all these images people have, you know, posted. And the thing is that is different than Pinterest is if you find an image that you like, like they have, you know, jewelry and ornaments and clothing and tech stuff. When you, when you um, tap on an image, it brings you into a window that basically gives you the price. And you can save it or you can buy it. So everything that's on there, you can purchase. Now, I have to say some things are very, you know, 20-year-old, 30-ish. So if you're in that age group, you're probably going to absolutely love this app. But I find that, you know, there are some um, things that I think would appeal to uh, older shoppers uh, or shoppers that have a really difficult time trying to find a present for that somebody that's very difficult to buy for. But Juanilo, I think it's just... It's. I mean, you could just sit and scroll through all these images for a long, long time. But but it's an interesting app. And I think it's interesting in the fact, like I said, you know, I think we all have somebody or, you know, whether it's a relative or a friend, that is probably the person we, we save for last because they're so difficult to buy for. And that's, I think that's when this app might come in handy because they have some very unusual and unique things on this app. So Juanilo. Hmm, never heard of that. I have to look at that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. The other two apps that I wanted to talk about were more were more for convenience of shopping. It's the first one is called Keyring. And everybody has a wallet full of rewards cards for the grocery store, for the drugstore, for you know, the automotive everywhere, the automotive store, everywhere. What Keyring will do is you can add all those cards into this app so that when you get to the register, it will scan and makes it a lot simpler. But it, if that's all there was to it, yeah, okay. But there is more to that. There is, I mean, I won't go into everything because there really is a lot here. And it's, it's a free app, so it's worth downloading and playing with, you know, if for no other reason. Um, when you add a card and you scroll up and you look at the list of the cards that you have. Like right now I'm looking at Best Buy and there's a number four next to it. So if I click on Best Buy, it's giving me different online offers that I could use right now. And then if I click on the More card, I can take notes, I can get in touch with Best Buy, I can find the local uh, closest Best Buy to me, I can go to their website and Oops. And then if I click another button, there's my card that has the, the barcode that I could just use at the register. And then there's just, there's a lot to this app. So it's not just strictly barcodes. It will give you access to the company itself. If you need to get in touch with Best Buy, you need to, need to call them. You want to send them an email. You want to get in touch with them on Facebook or Twitter. You can do it right here through the app. The other one that is similar is called Cardstar. And again, you would put in your you would uh, put in your barcodes. You can either do it manually by typing in the number, or you can take a picture of it. Um, let's see. Just looking at all the thing here. It will email you messages 
pertaining to the store that you've that you've got. You can uh, like key, key ring. You can connect with them on Facebook, on Twitter. You can call them. They've got a customer support. They have um, just, I'm just looking around here. There's just a lot of stuff. There's just a lot of stuff going on here. Um, As far as adding your cards, they have digital cards. I would have to say though, if you only wanted one, I think Keyring has more to it than Cardstar, but they're both free. They're both for the iPhone, the iPad, the iPod Touch. Keyring needs iOS 4.3 or later. Cardstar needs 5.0 or later. They both, you can register online. It gives you a couple extra features, which I haven't done, but it gives you a couple extra features and it also does a backup of your of your card. So in case you ever um, you decide to restore your phone for some reason and you don't, you don't have to put everything back in again, you can just download it from the website, all your information. So they're both, they're both work, worth taking a look at, but if I had to just choose one over the other, I would choose Keyring. That's, you know, I'm going to try that right now because I'll tell you, I have a ton of rewards cards. It's just ridiculous. It takes me 10 to 15 minutes just to sometimes look for, you know, my card to go grocery shopping. And it's a pain. You know, it's really a pain because, you know, you're either holding up someone in line or, you know, it's just you're wasting time looking for a card. Especially if you go to, if you have a rewards card to a store you don't go to as often. It's not right there. Like the ones that I use all the time are in the front of part of my wallet. But the ones that I don't, they're in there somewhere. And I don't stop and think about it before I leave the house, like, oh, I should really pull out, you know, this card because I'm going to this store. I don't think about it until I get there. And they say, do you have a rewards card? Oh, yeah, that's right, I do. I think. Let me look. (laughs) Because, you know, I honestly thought about creating a photo album of my cards, you know, like my library card, all my rewards cards, you know, on the back of them where they have the code and just put them into a photo album on my iPhone because I was just so frustrated because I did that with my driver's license. And thank God I did because I ended up losing my wallet a couple of years ago in Seattle. But I had, I was able to do things because I had, I had taken a photograph of my license and had it on my iPhone before I lost my wallet twice. Um, you can ask Nemo about that story, but, um, so I think this, of course, would be much better if you have an app that you can enter all those. Because for the time that you would save by entering all those um, codes that you have for your rewards cards, it would be worth it. Yeah. So. You know, there's no law that says you have to do it all at once. Yeah. There, yeah. You know, there. Do the ones, do the two or three or four that you use on a regular basis and then just add to it as you go along. No, that's not me. I'd put them all in. It would drive yeah. me crazy. <laughs> that's just me. But, well, that's really a good tip. And also, just another thing for people that are shopping, make sure you have a passcode um, locking your phone. You know, I I always have one. But, you know, I think it, iPhones are like the number one thing that is stolen lately, especially in Europe. But you just want to make sure when you're out and about, if you have your iPhone in your pocket, you want to make sure it's password protected and you have your Find My iPhone connected. Mm-hmm. So you have that app installed and it's ready to go. Actually, I was playing with that yesterday. When I was you know, working on setting up my iPad, uh-huh. I, went to the, I went to iCloud.com and I 
every now and then I do it just to make sure that everything is working. And my phone was in the process of being charged. And I clicked on find my iPhone and it didn't stop beeping. It will beep and beep and beep until you go over there and turn it off. It's not one of those things where it just beeps three times and then it stops. It beeps and beeps and beeps. Oh, no kidding. And then on top, yeah, it just kept beeping and beeping until I walked over to my phone and said, okay, gotcha. And then I got an email from Apple saying, we just sent you, I forgot exactly how it was worded, but it was, we just sent you um, a notice about find my iPhone. No kidding. Yep. To let me know. Oh, see, I I didn't know that. Let me see if I can, let me see if I still have it. Uh, Let's see. This was yesterday. So, yep, here it is. It says, find my iPhone. Sound played on Elisa Paselli's iPhone. That was the, the subject. And then it said, picture of a phone. And it said, sound was played on Elisa Paselli's iPhone at 11.29 a.m. on November 25th, 2012. Oh, that's very cool. So that way, you know, if I didn't know about it, <laughs> I'd know something was wrong. The, the next thing I wanted to talk about is, I think sometimes, again, you have people that are very meaningful to you and you just don't know what to get them, you know, whether it's a a parent or, you know, an older child. But I think making a book, Apple has, um, their books are fabulous. And so are Blurb. I really love Blurb. And Blurb has an app um, that you can use. Of course, you can also make a book via iPhoto. So what you would need to do is make sure you have all the um, photos that you want to make a book with in your in iPhoto, the same thing with Blurb. So you can select your your um, photographs. There's also another book uh, app called Mosaic, and their cover is just fabulous. It's a hard case cover, and it has cutouts in it like a mosaic, and so you can see like the cover of the book through it. Really stunning. But I think it's the quality. You know, I I think. I've made Apple books in the past, hardcover and softcover. I think it's very reasonable. Um, If you have any complaints with Apple, you know, they will make it right. I also think that Blurb does a beautiful job with their hardcover books. I've made books through them. So, you know, if you have a special occasion, like if there was a graduation or you took a family vacation, or you can ask someone, you know, hey, Dad, you know, can I have those photos that, you know, when you and Mom went to Hawaii and make them a book because to me, that is so special because when you normally have photographs from a vacation or from a special event, they usually sit on your computer or they sit inside your compact flash card, whatever you're using. This way, it's a wonderful way to get them out. And when you have a book that you can put on a table, you know, you're more apt to look through it. And the software through Blurb, through iPhoto and through Mosaic I think it's just really nice because you can create a story to go along with your photographs and just make sure you, you know, you, you do any type of adjustments before, you know, it'll save you time. So you can use Snapseed and, um, if you use Snapseed, you can, that's a full res edit photo editor. So you can, you know, increase your brightness or your contrast. You can put a frame around it. I wouldn't do that. I don't think if I was using it in a, in a photo book, but you can do some minor adjustments. So you can do a really nice uh, job with that. So I, I would say check out some of these uh, photo book apps and uh, check out, you know, if you have iPhoto about making a book. 
And they deliver really fast. I mean, you just send everything when you're finished with it. You just click done and you get an email and they, they make it and ship it in a, uh, with a really fast turnaround time. So Yeah, I was going to say it's a fabulous <laughs> idea. And I was going to mention that uh, shipping time. My mother, last year with iPhoto, I made a calendar. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's pictures of the kids. Mm-hmm. And my mother said, I want another calendar this year. I don't care if it's the same pictures. I want another calendar. So I went in and I, unfortunately, because my kids are older, I don't take as many pictures. Right. So I didn't have as many new pictures, but I threw some new pictures in. I ordered it last Monday. They said it was going to arrive sometime this week, probably between Tuesday and Thursday, which I said, that's fine. It came Wednesday. Wow. I mean, it was here in two days. And it was, they do a fabulous job. I've made the books before. Like you said, they get here quickly and they're fabulous. Now, I, you do pay a little bit more than you do pay in other sites. But I found that I made a book one time with another site and it was just awful. It was worth it to spend the extra couple of dollars with Apple. Oh, yeah. Apple does a it's, nice job. They really do. But yeah. I also think Blurb does, you know, and there's Lulu too. Yeah. I haven't used Lulu. I pretty much have, um, I've only used, you know, Blurb and iPhoto. But I think the calendar is a great idea as well. You know, I think that's a fabulous idea. And because it's such, it's so much more meaningful than, you know, buying it. Most people, you know, when they get older, they just want a gift card. You know, just buy me a gift card. You know, this way it just makes it a little more personal. So Yeah. And what I did is for each person's birthday, I put my parents' birthday and their anniversary, my birthday, my husband's, our anniversary, my kid's birthday. And then to the left or the right of their birthday, I put a picture of that person. Oh, that's a great idea, too. So like for me, I put a baby picture of me on my birthday, a baby picture of my husband. For our anniversary was our wedding picture. And then my, my oldest son is June, so June was all his pictures, his birthday. You know, my mother's April, so April was all her pictures. So that I put a, And there's no limit. No. That's the other thing that's nice, too. It's not that they say, well, you've gone over your limits. Now it's going to cost you $5 more. They do that in a book as far as if you put more pages in. But if you put a picture on every single date, which, you know, you're not going to do because it's not going to look good if no other reason. But if you put two or three pictures within the calendar itself and then put your pictures on the upper half where the photos are supposed to go, Mm -hmm. it's the same price. And it looks nice. Yeah, I think, and also there are a couple of, if you don't want to basically make a conventional hard or soft cover book or a calendar, if you wanted to do something in an EPUB format, and I I can see people are probably rolling their eyes saying, oh, I could never do that. That is so not true. There's a fabulous app. There's a couple of great apps in the app store. One is called Book Creator, and the other one is called Creative Book Builder. And both of these allow you to make a EPUB book. So you, you, can make a story, like say, for instance, um, you know, you had uh, a vacation that was really special. You can add video, you can add music, you can add all your photographs, uh, you can add notes, voice memos, just that's on Creative Book Builder. But um, Book Creator is beautiful too, so you can do different layouts. And then when you send it or um, to the person, you know, via Dropbox or whatever, uh, they it opens up into iBooks. So they have that in their iBooks library. So, you know, that's just another suggestion. If you don't mm. you don't want to make a conventional book, you can always make an ebook. So 
I'm looking that up right now. But I did, I did that for one of my friends, and I'm so glad I did because she has a dog that she absolutely adores. And I did this last um, Christmas for her. I didn't know what to get her. She has everything. And so I took all the photographs because I used to babysit her dog. She used to come to what we call Camp Cupcake. That's what we call our house when dogs come to visit because they're spoiled rotten. And so I had some fabulous video and and photographs of her little dog Cricket. And when I made that book for her, you know, she said she's it's like the gift that keeps on giving because if she's sitting down with her iPad at night, she can go in and sometimes she just likes looking at because her dog's in ill health right, right now. So she said she can just laugh at some of those videos that I included. So that's just another thing that if you have you know, grandparents that are getting up there. Um, it's very meaningful to take those videos or of your animals and then, you know, include it into an ebook. Very, very easy. A creative um, book builder is a very robust app, but Book Creator is a very nice app as well. I, I like both of them equally. And are they both for iPad? Mm-hmm. Yep. Creative Book Builder you can use on your iPhone as well. Um, I'm, I'm, think book builder is just i as ipad only so hmm. it's not that expensive it's 3.99 no it's well worth it it's well worth it, it it's it's nice huh now I've, I'm, I'm writing i'm keeping this list as you're talking <laughs> well the other, i'm heading all these things to my list well the other thing is um on creative book builder it's a little bit more of a learning curve i will say that it's, it's a, more of a learning curve than Book Creator. Book Creator has a tutorial, and you can get right into it. You can make a book within a you know, half hour. You're done. You're s- sending off that. E- you know, saves it as, a, I think, a PDF or a EPUB. Um, Creative Book Builder, because it's a little bit more of a robust app, you, you know, it has chapters. You can do chapter headings. You can do, excuse me, subchapters. So it, it's, it's more robust in that way. Um, so that takes a little bit more, um, you know, learning the app and what it'll do. But, it, I mean, it's not super difficult. Hmm, looks nice. So both of those. Thank you for spending my money for me. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't talk. <laughs> but the other thing everybody should have on their iPhone is probably QR Reader or Red and Red Laser. You know, those both are really almost de rigueur to have on your iPhone if you're out and about shopping a lot because you know there's so many QR codes now and basically QR for those of you that don't know it's just basically like that little square barcode that such it usually has a web link or or gives you more information you see it a lot now in museums they'll have a QR reader when you're looking uh, sometimes at a painting so you can know a little bit more about the the artist and and why he created that work but um and Red Laser is a com- another comparative type of app where, you know, you scan the QR code or the barcode. And like Elisa said with the UPC code, it just, you know, tells you if you can get it cheaper online or locally. So all those are really nice tools to shopping tools to have in your arsenal. Yeah. And the other thing you might also want to look at are individual star apps. Yes. Like Joann's or Walmart or Macy's or pretty much every star out there has its own app. So, and you can usually get access to the coupons, the weekly ad, even um, anything you're looking for. If you're looking for a set of dishes and you want to go to Bed Bath & Beyond, you can just do a search right on their website and they can tell you if they carry it or not and how much. 
and possibly just order straight from the app rather than going to the store or going to the store, whatever you'd like to do. Absolutely. The only thing I don't like about Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond BBB is they don't have the stupid 20% off coupon on the app. It's like, really? You send me a hundred of them in the mail and you can't, really? you can't put it on the app? Yeah. At least the oh. last I had it and I deleted it because I'm thinking, why would I have the Bed Bath & Beyond app hmm. on my iPhone if they don't even have a coupon to use. Yeah. Because half the time, you know, when you're at Bed Bath & Beyond, you think, oh, shoot, because they will let you use multiple coupons. Right, right. But you have to have them on your person. And so at least if you had one. But, yeah, I think that's a terrible oversight yeah. on their app. Yeah. I mean, you just have to play. I mean, like we were talking about before the we started recording, um, Suze had mentioned the Joanne's app. Mm-hmm. And I had downloaded it. And I went about a week and a half ago, and they had a coupon for 25% off your entire purchase except for fabric. And I had it on the phone, and I was waiting online. Actually, I was buying fabric, but I had a couple other things in my cart also. And I was waiting online at the cutting table. I opened up the app, and it disappeared in front of my eyes. Just poof. And I was on Joanne's Wi-Fi. Just disappeared in front of my eyes. Didn't know what was going on. Switched off the Wi-Fi, turned on 4G. Couldn't get it. Went to the register, ended up just buying the um, the fabric since it wasn't part of the coupon. Also stepped outside to see if I could get the coupon back. Couldn't get it. As I was walking to my car, the coupon came back. That's insane. I've never had that so, happen to me. I don't know if it's got something to do with Joanne specifically because a lot of times their credit card machines goes down or you can't use gift cards because they can't process them. But there was an update a few days ago to the app that said now the coupons are cashed. So if you open it up at home and you don't have Wi-Fi where you're going, you should still be able to access the coupon. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, to be, you know, for me personally, I don't really use a lot of these individual store apps. Um, partly... Some of them aren't even in Passbook, which we're not even going to discuss because we talked about that before. Um, you mean you mean the Epic Fail Passbook? That the one? Epic Fail Passbook. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that's... a lot of these, a lot of these individual, you know, there's pretty much my guess because I haven't really researched this, but my guess is, is if if there's a retail store out there that has any kind of brand name, it has an app. If this, if it's a store that you go to a lot, download it. They're all free. Worst thing that's going to happen, you wasted a few minutes, delete it. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it doesn't meet your expectations. So so with that, I think we've pretty much covered shopping for this holiday season. And of course, all these things that we talked about aren't just for the holidays. This is for year round. Go to Ebates, go to MyPoints, download the catalogs. Catalogs are out all year long. Um, you know, use those, the, the, the QR codes. This is for all the time. Make books. Make books. Yeah, really. Apple, they do a fabulous job. I've made a few of them. They're fabulous. And so even if you can get them cheaper somewhere else, you might want to think twice because the quality is really, really good with, with the Apple products. So we will put all our contact information in the show notes, which can be found at 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. We would love to hear from you. You can reach us on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that's all will be listed in the phone in the uh, the show notes. We'd love to hear your thoughts, uh, topics for future episodes. We're really interested in your feedback. So with that, 
I'm going to say thank you for listening, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. And if we don't see you in a couple of weeks, have a wonderful holiday season. Happy holidays. everybody i'm tim robertson from the tech fan podcast i'm david cohen from the tech fan podcast and you know david and i have a bet in 10 years he thinks the nfl he's a brit so you gotta give him a little give him a little you know slack he thinks in 10 years the nfl super bowl's gonna be on pay-per-view 50 bucks i say no way definitely gonna happen i, I it's not yeah i'm afraid it is so if you want to hear it just if you want it's not going to happen. You know, 50 bucks, though, in, in, in 10 years, David, I'll be able to buy a six-pack. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's going to be about pitcher beer at best. At, at best. So if you guys want to hear more of that kind of conversation, check out TechFan. It's part of the Stoplight Network, and you can find us at www.techfanpodcast.com or on iTunes.